Welcome back to another episode of Taking Life Offline. I'm Carly Burr, and if you have ever felt exhausted or overwhelmed by the endless feed of perfectly captured and curated pictures that make you feel like you'll never measure up, you are going to love this episode. We're going to be elaborating today on an email that I received from Becca, who I have the pleasure of being in contact with through my letter, The Offline Diaries. Becca wrote me saying, I would love to hear you talk about the crazy, endless, and over-the-top photo shoots people have for every life event and plaster all over social media. For example, I struggled big time with my wedding photos, comparing what photos I didn't get that everyone else seemed to have, not looking absolutely stunning in every shot, being really hard on myself, etc. I've been off social media for a year now, huge thanks to you, but even when I hop on Pinterest or sometimes borrow my husband's IG, I always seem to find wedding photos that are quite honestly so triggering for me. It takes me right back to that gut-wrenching feeling of anger, resentment, and sadness I felt towards our photographer for all the photos she missed. I've had to do a lot of work on myself, continuing to remind myself that our wedding wasn't about the photos. It was about marrying my best friend. But I think social media is so dangerous when it comes to all the photo shoots that are basically expected nowadays. Engagements, weddings, baby announcements, pregnancy, hospital pics, newborn, family, and on and on and on. How the heck are we supposed to live in the moment when we're supposed to have all these picture-perfect photo shoots all the time? It's exhausting and overwhelming. I would absolutely love to hear your take on this topic or something similar if you've ever experienced this. Thank you so much, and I can't wait for your podcast. Congrats, girl. In your corner, Becca. Okay, this is such a great topic. I'm excited to break down her email and get super blunt with my view of these things. So first, she says, I would love to hear you talk about the crazy, endless, over-the-top photo shoots people have for every life event and plaster all over social media. First off, you said it. It's crazy. They're over the top. They're endless. And I might add totally unrealistic, somewhat nauseating and downright absurd. She goes on to mention her wedding photos and comparing what she didn't get to everyone else's and not looking stunning in every shot. She includes that she had to do a lot of work on herself and remind herself that her wedding wasn't about the photos. It was about marrying her best friend. And she is absolutely right. It's your wedding with the person you love. The picture-perfect shot doesn't mean a thing in the grand scheme of things. But we're putting too much emphasis on the photo and what the perfect shot supposedly means about us. This reminded me of when I got married in 2016 At the time, everyone was doing these first look videos where you go to a destination like the mountains or the sand dunes, at least where I live, that's the people would do. And the groom, it's where he sees the bride for the first time in her wedding dress. And this is kind of what these videos (laughs) looked like. Just imagine dramatic music and a close-up shot of the groom's face. And it's like a half circle pan around his face. You can see the emotion on his face. You can see the nerves. You can see the smile or the deep breaths that he's taking if he's extra. Then the camera 
turns over to the bride. She's dressed in her gown. She looks beautiful. This gown costs thousands of dollars. And she's walking through the dirt and the bushes and probably, you know, gathering a couple ticks on her dress on the train as she approaches her soon-to-be groom and taps him on the shoulder to let him know it's okay to turn around now. He turns around to look at her and immediately does one of two things. Either his eyes become the size of Jupiter and he looks like he just sat on a chair with needles stuck to the bottom, or he immediately closes his eyes as if he had looked directly into the sun and was blinded. Either way, the hand goes up either into the hair as if he's in disbelief or over the mouth, maybe to try to stop himself from throwing up thinking about how much money was spent on this dress that she's only going to wear once. Anyway, you get the picture. They lock hands and they kiss and he takes a step back again and gets another look at her and does the whole hand motion thing again. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are these still a thing? Because this was really huge when we were getting married in 2016. First look videos never really made sense to me and always came across as staged and fake. Am I the only one whose husband could really probably care less about the dress I wore and who asked me to please not wear a ton of makeup because he wanted me to look like me when we got married? Plus, if I'm being completely honest, he was more interested in what was underneath the dress, if you know what I'm talking about. And of course, what I'm talking about is my heart. But in all seriousness, what is the point? Oh, the point is to get the footage, not just for you. Because if it was just for you, you probably wouldn't film it. You would do your best to just feel that moment and take it in. Or you would film it and not share it on social. Just save it for yourself, maybe your future kids. But what seems to be the point is to get the footage, to share it on social media in order to get validation, to show people how good or not so good of an actor that the two of you can be. In Becca's email, she mentioned being hard on herself for not being stunning in every shot or comparing what photos she didn't get that everyone else seemed to. And let me reassure you that she is not the only one with this specific concern and feeling. It's interesting because I too... I'm not fond of my wedding pictures at all. I don't like them, but I'm over that. I didn't let it bother me because when we got closer to our wedding date, I was about ready to just pull the plug on all the little details and all the little things that we had to get ready for this big day that was really just supposed to be about us. And so all these details, they kind of just stopped mattering the closer we got to getting married because I was excited to finally live with my best friend and start our life together. And the rest of the things in the pictures, that that just didn't matter. However, I know people personally who have spent extra money to do things at their wedding solely for the pictures so they can then go and share them on social media. The perfect photo just means everything to these people. And this specific person even reenacted <laughs> things before our eyes, okay, to get the perfect video shot or the perfect image. They literally walked out the doors from getting married and they did their kiss, they did their little cheer, they did their little dip kiss thing. And then they walked, you know, through the line of the people. And the next thing I know, like 30 seconds later, they're coming back and redoing that exact moment. So they redid the moment because I don't know what happened. I don't know if someone said, this didn't look quite right, or if they're like, I don't like the way that I did that, but they redid the whole thing. <laughs> so 
that the picture or the video could look better, could look more perfect. But that wasn't even the authentic moment. I just wanted to scream. I wanted to scream and say, this is your wedding. This is the, your wedding with the person you love. And you're worried and focused on looking perfect and capturing fake moments to look perfect? The picture-perfect shot doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't paint a picture to the success of your relationship or what your marriage will be. It doesn't even mean you guys are happy together, no matter how it may look in the photos. And sadly, guess what? Picture-perfect photos aren't the way to a fulfilled, peaceful, happy life. Putting too much emphasis on these things is the road to misery, never measuring up, and missing out on really feeling what should be these incredible events and moments in life. Which brings me back to Becca's email where she says, how are we supposed to live in the moment when we're supposed to have all these picture-perfect photo shoots all the time? It's overwhelming and exhausting. Yes. Yes, it is. I remember when I had Instagram. This was the summer of 2015. My husband, then boyfriend at the time, we moved down about three and a half hours south from our home to go to Little College for the summer and just honestly to get away from our life up here for a little bit. And there are specific memories I have of when we visited this gorgeous canyon. We got out, we walked around and spent some time just exploring there. But what I remember most from this specific day was taking the picture of us in the canyon <laughs> because this canyon you can just imagine it was just a straight it's a small canyon you just drive straight through there's just gorgeous red and white rocks on either side and it's kind of down a hill so we parked at the top of the hill which is at the top of the canyon and i had to prop my phone up on the hood of my little silver honda civic and then I had us stand in front of my car with our backs facing the car and take a picture of us looking out into the canyon. That is the memory I have of that day in the canyon, not the exploring, not the driving. And it's because I took that picture multiple times to try to get it right, to get it the way that I wanted it. <laughs> and I spent so much time doing that. And then I don't even remember where we went after, what we did after, because I was probably already working on getting the picture posted up online. It's sad that that is what I remember more than the moment. And it's not a very fun memory, honestly. And it's not the way I wanted to remember my life. When I think about the other times, like when we took this little Honda Grom scooter that we had down there, um, we, we went out for a night ride because we were living in the desert. So during the day, it was 100 plus degrees. And when the sun went down, you waited a few hours and it cooled down to like maybe upper 80s, still pretty hot. So we went out on this night ride and we end up running out of gas because come to find out the gas meter on our little scooter was broken. So it showed we had gas. Clearly we didn't because we we're clear out in the middle of nowhere in this commercial building area and we just died. The scooter just died out there. So we were like, oh shoot, we don't have our phones. We don't have a wallet. <laughs> We have nothing. So we, we, we pushed the scooter to the nearest gas station, left it there, and then walked home because we had no other choice. It was like 1130 midnight and there weren't a lot of cars on the road. But I remember every little cockroach 
that was skidding across the road that I was trying not to crunch on. And I was probably screaming and being in total embarrassment like I am with bugs always. But I remember the conversations that we had that night. I remember some of the things that we talked about. I also remember what I ate when we got back to the house because I was so hungry. I ate um, a slice of cheese and I wrapped it up in turkey and I probably ate the whole entire bag of cheese and the whole case of turkey because I was absolutely starving. But the point is, we didn't have our phones to document this kind of hysterical and exhausting and crazy thing that happened to us. We had to walk really far to get back to our apartment. We couldn't just call our roommates. And yes, this is more of an extreme memory. So maybe that's part of the reason why it left more of an imprint on me. But I also think that part of it is because we didn't document that moment. We just had no choice but to be in that moment and to just laugh at ourselves and feel the pain of walking in the night heat back to our apartment with no water and no help and just having to deal with it. But I remember that memory and that is how I want to live my life. I want to remember the moments like that. I don't want to remember the documenting of the moment. I want to remember the moment. As all these stories came to my memory as I sat down to think about how to respond to Becca's email, I was remembering the pictures that I had posted to my Instagram account. And I can remember specific photos that I had posted, and I remember taking those pictures and the multiple attempts that it took to get them. But the actual moment that the picture was supposed to remind me of is a faded memory. A faded memory deluded by the amount of times and the emphasis on trying to take picture-perfect photos of those moments. Finally, Becca says, I think social media is so dangerous when it comes to all the photo shoots that are basically expected nowadays. Engagements, weddings, baby announcements, pregnancy, hospital pics, newborn, family, and on and on and on. We were at a one-year-old's birthday party a few weeks ago that had a reptile show, a bounce house, a ball pit, little rocking horses for all the little kids to play with, catered, beautifully packaged food that was from this cute little French bakery, and a photographer to capture it all. And honestly, you know what? To each their own. Some people love to throw parties and celebrate their kid that they love so much, and I get it. I have two baby girls that I literally do anything for. They mean the world to me, but I can't help but to wonder if gender reveals, photographers, first look videos, all these things would exist if social media weren't around. Maybe they've always existed and we just never knew because there was no way for people to share. But now that there's a way for people to share, we know about them. I don't know. But I think the pressure, the expectation, the selfishness of it all has gotten out of hand. And there it is. There is how I really feel about it all. I think it's all pretty selfish. On the surface, it may not appear that way, but when you really think about it, we live in such a time where one's self-worth rides on likes, external validation, the ability to curate your profile to shape how you want people to perceive your life to be. So if how you feel about yourself is only as good as the last big event in your life that was, mind you, captured beautifully, or as good as the reaction to your latest posts, 
Of course, you're going to look for every chance you can to document and share certain parts of your life so you can get your hit, so you can feel good for a while, so you can feel seen. Feeling seen is a necessity. We all need that out of life. But when you're getting seen at the expense of your values or your true self or not realizing how it may affect others, you may want to reconsider how you're fulfilling that need to be seen. Why do you think everyone out there needs to watch you find out what gender you're having after you find out you're pregnant? Let's go even further back. Why do you need to film yourself finding out you're pregnant, literally taking the pregnancy test, waiting to see the results, filming yourself and your reaction, then to film your spouse's reaction to then share it with the world? No, not to look back on this later for yourself, but to let the world in on your most special and your most intimate moments. I mean, whatever happened to privacy, sacred moments, you know, I'm shocked these people aren't also sharing a selfie from the sheets before doing the deed. I mean, at this point, I would not put it past them. And why, if not for selfish reasons, personal gain or external validation, why do you think when you read your vows at your wedding or you had your first look or you brought another precious human into this world, why must these moments be shared? Why isn't enjoying that private, personal, intimate moment enough? Why must we post and share this with the world? When will being here in this moment and not sharing it with the world be enough again? When will we get over ourselves enough to stop oversharing and start living for us, not for everyone else? Because that's what it looks like from my point of view. It looks like you're living for the sake to share it with the world rather than feel this moment and take it in for all that it's worth. And after hearing this, people will say, well, I want my family and my friends to know about these things. And yes, okay, obviously you want to share these exciting things in your life with these people. But you know what? A phone call, a group text, a FaceTime, an actual get-together with the people who actually matter will suffice. But somehow, that's not enough these days. We need more. So at what point will we have enough? When will the likes wear off? The external validation doesn't validate you in a way that's fulfilling and lasting. When do you decide you've had enough? As Becca says, it's exhausting. It's overwhelming to try to live up to these expectations online. And guess what? You don't have to. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling anxious, overstimulated, if you're feeling like you can't keep up, if you're feeling tired, you know you don't have to stay on social media. You absolutely don't have to. It should be completely normal to hear about people leaving social media because it's a hard place for more people than I think we know. It's just whether they're willing to admit it or not. But give yourself the space, the distance that you feel you need from social media if you feel you need it. Take a month or two or three or forever if that's what your soul needs and is craving. Don't starve yourself 
of your life. Don't settle for conforming or living in unnecessary pressure, overwhelm, stress, or annoyance. Take your life offline if you feel the call. It's okay to take it slow, but nothing will change unless you do. So each new step, no matter how small, will make a difference. I wanted to thank Becca for her email. I love the conversations I'm able to have through my letter, the offline diaries with you, and that I'm able to bring the conversations here to the podcast to hopefully help others relate and be inspired through the not so typical, but definitely necessary topics that we're bringing to light. Now let's get into our action step for today. I challenge you to do something noteworthy, do something exciting, go somewhere beautiful, and don't document it. And especially, don't share it. Just feel the moment. Take it all in and close your eyes. Awaken those senses that haven't gotten to be active in a while. Create a memory that will last with you in your mind and that won't be diluted by the memory of trying to capture the perfect shot of that moment. Feel the difference of intentionally living in the moment. I have a feeling you are going to love it. I hope you accept this challenge today and you make plans to do something you would typically document, but leave that pressure aside this time. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few seconds to leave an honest review so we can help the people who need us find us on this path less traveled. Thank you so much in advance. I appreciate you very, very much. And I will catch you next Monday.